Hi, Ron here and welcome. We love that you've come to join us here and listen to a lot of our episodes. Please help us continue with this by supporting us through either joining the Barack Center at thebarackcenter.com or joining us at the Fringe Church at thefringechurch.com and sharing and donating through those sources. And once again, thank you for joining us today. Hi, welcome to Fringe. I'm Ron. Um, look, just wanted to talk and reflect on the last couple of weeks and what we had a good chat about on Sunday night. So in the last couple of weeks, uh, I personally have seen some of the best and some of the worst of what humanity's got to offer. And re- reflecting on this and, and being a Christian, reflecting on this from a Christian point of view, reminded me of a show which was advertised on TV. Um, it was called Naked and Afraid. And it's a bizarre kind of uh, survival show. So in the elements, they get a couple of uh, people who've trained in survival and got survival skills. So they drop them into this situation with nothing, but they need to survive. And they win a sense of pride when they come out the other side. The catch is they're completely but naked. It's absolutely insane. If you're going to get thrown into the Australian outback, at least put on some clothes for crying out loud. You know, this is this is insane. Or whatever it is, it happens all over the place in jungles, islands, whatever. Admittedly, I haven't seen a show. I've only seen the advertising and premise of it. Um, but it sounds absolutely ridiculous. But reflecting on these last couple of weeks and the things I've heard and the things I've heard Christians say, um, around spiritual warfare and stuff has really alarmed me a lot because this show comes to mind because what happens is you know the Bible tells us that we've got great weapons we've got great armor which God has given us but we leave it on the sidelines you know we are dancing so many Christians I should say are dancing naked through the battlefield and it is absolutely insane because we are given everything we need. Now, there's no doubting it, we are in a battle. We are in a fight, and it's the most important battle and fight. It's with a fight for people's very souls. And the stakes are real. But yet, so many Christians insist on running naked through the battlefield. Now, just recently, one of our guys, Sean, uh, did a wonderful message on the armor of God. So I'm not going to talk about that too much. Um, look, guys, read uh, Ephesians 6, and it'll give you a bit of a rundown. But the, the big thing I want to see, like some of the, I can't say, but some horrific things where people have done horrific things to other people, I've come across in these last couple of weeks. And I want to talk today about the enemy. And his tactics because we need to know how the enemy fights if we're going to be standing at the end of this which is what god wants he wants us to be more than conquerors you know so the enemy is never flesh and blood but yet we always end up fighting flesh and blood for um we blame the politics we blame 
the abuser who's abused us. We, we blame and fight all these people who are doing evil things. You know, our exes, uh, the government, all this sort of stuff. But when we break it down, they are not and never the enemy. They may have done some truly evil things. And at the end of that, they need to be accountable for what they did and suffer the consequences of that. Don't get me wrong. But what happens if us Christians look at and fight the principalities and the things, the mindsets and whatever it is which creates that process or that thought pattern in the first place? That is the true enemy. And that is the enemy we need to be focusing on. Not the little skirmishes, but we need to get to the root cause of the problem. How do we do that? Well, I think the way to do it is, yes, go through Ephesians 6.10, look at the armor of God, the weapons of God, and it's all in the Bible, but the thing I really want to face onto is what not to do today. How the enemy fights, what he will do, and what he will do to stop us. Because we need to stop fighting the wrong enemy. Now, one of the things I saw was absolutely horrific. We came across, didn't see it, but thank goodness. But um, it was so easy for me to blame the guy, the perpetrator who did this. Because he did something truly evil. And I, everything inside me rallied against this man, you know. Um, but as a Christian, I need to stop and look at the root cause of the problem behind what is happening. Stop fighting the wrong enemy. God wants us to stand and just stand in the way of this and say enough is enough. Not today, not on my watch. You don't take any ground. We get this crazy idea about the gates of hell in church and, and we get this fearful thing like the gates of hell are chasing us. They're gates, they're standing there, but you know what? We're meant to be attacking them. We're meant to be raiding the gates of hell. We're meant to be pulling people out from behind that. We need to be releasing people from addiction, depression, anxiety, victimization, whatever it is which is holding them back and letting them free in the name of Christ. And you know what? It's not a difficult thing to do. Really, a lot of the time, it just comes down to love and looking for the root cause of the problem. Never the flesh and blood. Never the people themselves. The good news is our enemy is a defeated foe. It really isn't that difficult. We need to make a stand. We need to come together. The Bible teaches us how to and how our enemy fights. So why the heck do we dance naked through the battlefield when we're given every weapon and every resource that we need? Some of the, the enemy's greatest weapons, and this is one I want to look at, is the first one I pull up is lies. He lies and lies and lies and lies. He will lie to you about God, and who God is and how big God is. He will lie about you and tell you that you don't have it in you, that you don't have enough, you don't have what it takes. Well, I'll stand here today and tell you you do. Because Christ is in you. He said that we will do greater than he. Wow, how heavy is that? 
But the enemy will lie about God, he will lie about you, and he will lie about other people. He will try and destroy our relationships. Every time you, you think someone's you know, looking down on you or coming against you or whatever it is, again, it's lies, it's rubbish. What is the root cause behind these things? If you find yourself getting offended by something which someone says, maybe you need to stop and look and say, what does that say about me? That that cuts so deep, so easy. Have I got stuff there which isn't dealt with, which I need to deal with? One thing that we are, and the Bible says, that we are magnifiers. We magnify everything. But so often we magnify the wrong thing. It's easy to prove. So who has uh, thought about a problem, an issue in their life, and they thought, this is going to do some real damage. This is going to end me. This is traumatic. And then nothing's happened. Or it's been little. How often have we heard, you know, people saying, oh, I made a mountain out of a molehill. Because we naturally magnify. Now, what the enemy will do is he will try and get us to magnify the wrong things constantly. To magnify the evil in that person instead of the principality behind it. He will get us to magnify the wrong things again and again. You know, in the Bible, it tells us that there was a, that this army went forward to, to look at the enemy and they said, you know, we look like grasshoppers compared to those giants where the enemy got them to magnify the wrong thing because God was with them and they were more than conquerors. They got through. We just magnify the wrong stuff all the time. What if you magnified yourself for it? What would you look like? What if we magnified God and made him appear to us as big as he really is? What if we magnified each other and built each other up? One of the other tools which is used by our enemy a lot is isolation. He wants to separate us out. You know, he's often called a, a lion, um, and he hunts like a lion, looking for who he can destroy. And have you ever seen a lion hunt? What they will do is, is they'll separate off the weak or put the pressure on and, and try and put separate the pack and get the ones who are elderly or young or injured and devour them. Well, our enemy works the same way. He wants to separate us. He wants us in isolation. And you know what? If we're, we're unaware of this, we will go into it willingly. If you just look at society today, the more successful you are, the more isolated you become. You know, you're at work and you get promotion after promotion and you end up um, going from the cubicle with everyone to your own little private office. And then if you're more successful, you might get the big corner office and then you might get a secretary outside. You don't have to deal with other people. The more successful you get, the more isolated you get. And it works the other way too. You slip into drug use and criminality and all these things. Where do you end up? In jail. More and more isolated. And we charge towards that isolation. Look at good neighbor fencing. These massive offenses are getting higher and more solid so we can't see our neighbors. 
Rubbish, good neighbour fencing. Rip down the fences and build longer tables so we can have meals together. You know, the more successful, the more wealthy you get, the more isolated you become. And the enemy wins. Look at what's happening to the church with all the denominations and um, splits and the us and them mentality we get through the church. The isolation and the splitting of these and, you know, pushing us down. That's how the enemy wins. We need to never leave a man behind. We need to stand and fight. And there was a documentary I saw a long time ago about this this lion and he was toothless, arthritic, useless lion, but he had all these lionesses around him who kept him there. And the reason being was you saw him hunt is is, is his old decrepit lion would sit on one side of the field of, of the plain and where all the antelopes or whatever they were were and the lionesses would sneak around the other side. And this lion, the one thing he had going for him was this tremendous roar. And he would roar and scare the prey. He would run straight into the lionesses who would take them down. This lion had nothing. He was useless. He had no teeth. The only thing he had was this roar, this lie, which scared the animals to run straight into their own destruction. How often does the enemy act like that lion? Without our division, you know what happens when that lion should roar? If we charge towards him, charge towards the gates of hell, we would trample him. He wouldn't stand a chance because he is a defeated foe. Our enemy, this devil, is a useless, toothless, decrepit old thing which is defeated. And all he's got is these lies and these tactics. And because we're not awake to it, we fall into these traps. So today, let's stand. Let's make a difference. God gives us everything we need. Let's stop listening to the lies. Let's stand up so we come together so there isn't division. There isn't division in our churches. There isn't division in our groups. Because that's what he wants. And do not become isolated from the community, from each other. Never leave a man behind. And today, let's stand together. Today, let's say enough. Today, let's say not on my watch, Satan. Good luck to you. We're storming the gates of hell. And we're bringing people out. We might see the worst of humanity and the best, but enough is enough because we stand together and we've got the numbers. You know one thing? We are multiplying all the time. Christians are growing. But something to keep in mind, they're not making any more demons. We are outnumbering them. If we can learn these few things to stop listening to the lies, stand together, stop the division. We are more than conquerors. It was a great night where we dived into this message. And look, I encourage you, if you're curious at all, come along to one of the fringe cells and check it out. It's not like any church you've ever been to before. Your input counts. Every voice counts. And we'll discuss and dive into what you want to know. 
and become a family and stand together. All right, thanks for now. We'll see you again soon. Thank you for listening to another episode. And please, don't forget to sign up to the thebarackcenter.com or thefringechurch.com and help support us so we can reach many more. Thank you again for joining us today.